This is the Better Than Before Betrayal podcast, episode number 47. Be a safe place for his honesty. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace and confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I want to talk more about something I touched on last week. I want to talk about being a safe place for our husband's honesty. Most likely, your husband has a pattern of lying. This likely makes you feel some level of unsafety in your relationship, of course, because of your thoughts around it. And now I'm inviting you to be a safe place for him? How does that land? Last week, we talked about why our husbands lie, and I believe it all comes down to fear. Their lying can be a knee-jerk reaction, a protection response. Very few of them want to destroy the relationships. Their lying is most likely an unwanted behavior, as well as what they're lying about. If you want to trust your spouse, I recommend you work to become a safe space for his honesty. If you are not a safe space for him, he isn't likely to going to, to want to be honest with you. It might happen. He may be doing his work and committing to be honest no matter what. And he may not be there yet. And it is more likely to happen. It will certainly be easier for him if you do this work. Do you want to be a safe place for him? That's the first question you need to ask yourself. You certainly don't have to be. If you want to grow and progress to improve yourself and your marriage, learning to be a safe place for him is a required step. Learning to be a safe place will help you in all your relationships. So what does it mean to be a safe place? It means that you can listen and you can hear truth with love, with an effort to understand, with no judgment, pain, and all. That is a big ask, I know. Do you want to do it? Like I said last week, our husbands don't need us to tell them right from wrong. I think they already know that. And when they are working to make changes, those changes take time and a lot of practice. They won't get it right every time. 
if they fear that they're going to be to lose you, they're probably going to lie. And I'm not suggesting that you promise to stay no matter what. You can love no matter what. You can choose to be patient and watch and see what your husband chooses to do. If you both work toward healing, you can have a beautiful, thriving marriage. And if he's not ready to do the work yet, you can grow and make progress toward the life you want and work toward becoming your best self. So if you've decided you want to grow and want to learn to be a safe place for your husband, how do you do it? First of all, I've got a list, and I'm sure there are other ideas that we can come up with. This is what I've got today. First, I invite you to make it a matter of prayer. All things are possible through Christ. If you want to make a change, ask for heavenly help. There are angels around you to help you. You'll need to be willing to process emotion. If you have a habit of this, you'll be better equipped to do it in the moment, in the conversation. And you can do it right before a conversation so that you come in to the conversation in a cleaner space. We need to learn to not react to our emotions. Yelling, getting defensive, shutting down, whatever it is you do. That's reacting to the emotion. Now, if you've processed emotions beforehand, it's more likely that you'll be able to show up in a clean space to respond rather than to react. You're going to want to breathe and stay calm the best you can. You get to show up as the person you want to be, and you decide how that is. You'll want to try to understand, seek to see things from his perspective, Try to understand what he's experiencing and try to hear with love. This is so much easier said than done, I know. And we can practice and practice, and each time we will get better and better at it. Sometimes we won't do so well, and that's okay. We are learning. And you can start with little things. You can practice being safe on little disagreements or differences of opinion. You don't have to start with the big guns of his unwanted behaviors. So what is something that you don't agree on? How do you usually approach it? 
if you're trying to show up as a safe space, how can you approach it differently? If you choose to show up with love, with patience, with a desire to understand his point of view or experience, what will that look like? If you show up differently, he will notice. It will show him that you are trying to be a safe place. Now I have a warning for you. I want you to be careful with this idea. I want you to keep it clean. We might be tempted to be a safe place so that our husbands will be honest with us. And that may happen and it may not. Keeping it clean means that you do it because that's the kind of person that you want to be. Not as a form of manipulation. This is you working on you. They choose what they will do. I'm sure you've heard of the idea of marriage as a dance. And if you change your step, then your spouse has to change theirs. Well, they don't actually. They don't have to change. However, the dance will definitely look different if one person changes. They can keep waltzing even if you change to the cha-cha. Now that'll look pretty interesting. If you change how you respond, stop reacting, however that is for you, he will notice. And he may start to think and feel safe. He may feel safe, to be honest. And that is our hope. It isn't a guarantee. Keep it clean. I'm talking about you staying on your side of the street. You are working on your growth. You can't control him. You can only control you. We can only hope that he will come along for the ride. That he will want to grow as he sees your growth. And this is not easy to do. As he experiences you being a safe place, he will learn that he can trust you to be a safe place. And I know this is weird because we are the ones trying to trust them. <laughs> but they need to know that they can trust you to not blow up and freak out or whatever it is they fear. They want to know that you won't hate them. You will be hurt and you'll have lots of emotion to work through. And you will be there for them. And you'll be there for yourself as well. This doesn't mean that you pretend that their lies don't affect you. They most definitely do. And you process whatever emotions come up. I want to share from my real life experience. About a month ago, I discovered that my husband was keeping something from me. 
Actually, I discovered something about four months ago, and we had a conversation about it then. At that time, he told me he would keep me informed on things as they progressed. And then, a couple months later, I discovered that he had taken action and not kept me informed. I discovered it after a month. Since a month had gone by, it was apparent to me that he did not intend to keep me informed on it. This led to another uncomfortable conversation. It wasn't a relapse or anything like that. However, it, it was embarrassing to him. There was probably a bit of shame in there too. In that uncomfortable conversation, I explained to him that I was trying to trust him. I want to trust him. My expectation is that he will be honest with me in all things. I asked him what part of him thought that I would not want to have this information. I told him that I was trying to trust him and that his withholding information wasn't helping to build trust. Again, obvious. (laughs) He claimed that he didn't remember telling me that he would keep me informed on this issue. And maybe that's true. He claimed that he was open in telling me his whereabouts, where he was each day. And I pointed out that he claimed, as he claimed to do this on three different occasions, while keeping me informed about his whereabouts on these days, he had expressly left out these details. The fact is that he's embarrassed. He doesn't want to have the uncomfortable conversation telling me. And I get that. And if he wants to build trust, he's going to have to be willing to be honest. I didn't get mad. I was upset. It hurt that he wasn't transparent about this. I stayed calm. I expressed my love for him and my hope that we can grow through this. Hopefully I did something right. I know I showed up as I wanted to. Maybe I didn't say all the right things. Could I have done better? I'm sure. I'm sure I could have. And I did my best. Even as I try to be a safe place for him, he doesn't always want to have those conversations. So here's what happened yesterday. I woke up in the wee hours of the morning feeling troubled, feeling discouraged. I mean, my thoughts have been focused on why they lie and my husband's lies in order to record the podcast last week and recent events. And my thoughts cause my feelings. So, no surprise, right? And I had many other thoughts that were bringing discouragement. So I said a prayer, asking for peace. And immediately, I got nausea. Really? I wondered why I wasn't blessed with the peace I desired. Well, 
I needed to process the emotion I was experiencing. And so I allowed the nausea. I went into my body and felt the physical sensation. I named the emotion. Discouragement. This is discouragement. As I allowed for it, eventually it passed and I was able to go back to sleep. When I woke up, I thought those same thoughts again. And the nausea came back. I opened up a scripture study app and read Philippians 4, 7 about the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. I began to cry. (laughs) I wanted that peace. I knew it was real. I've experienced that peace many times. Why not now? As I thought about it, and I was reminded of what I had realized earlier, my thoughts were causing that emotion. And I processed that emotion. I needed to process that emotion, not just pray it away. God does bless us with peace that passeth all understanding. And we have to go through all the things. The things that draw us to his feet. We have to allow for the not-so-fun emotions. It isn't effective to shove them down, ignore them, or just always expect them to be taken away immediately. Although I have experienced that at times, and that's beautiful. So my husband noticed me crying and asked what was wrong. Something he has learned to do. It takes courage on his part, because let's face it, Usually my tears have something to do with his choices, and he doesn't want to start that conversation. He knows that it is safe to ask me about what I am going through now, (laughs) because part of me being a safe place for him is to share. He knows that I take full responsibility for myself. Even when my thoughts and my pain are about his choices, I don't blame him for where I am. I am on my own healing journey. I shared some of my thoughts and we had a connecting conversation. I shared so that I could invite him to know my heart not so that he would make me feel better. At one point, he asked me what I wanted him to do. I answered that by asking him what he wanted to do. I'm not going to tell him how to travel his path of healing and growth. Weird, huh? An earlier version of myself would definitely have already had a running list of all the things. I thought he should be doing. As I allowed for the emotion, I got to peace. As I stayed on my side of the street, I took responsibility for me. I didn't take responsibility for him. As I did this, I was a safe place for my husband 
to approach me. It was a beautiful experience. After I went through the yuck. I'll tell you again. You get to decide who you want to be. I get to decide who I want to be. I want to be a safe place for my husband. As you do this work, you will be surprised at who you become. I surprise myself still. And I know it is all possible because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, through the healing he brings, and through my work to manage my mind, to allow for life and its 50-50, through allowing for all emotions. This is such a beautiful process. It's not easy. It's totally worth it. I invite you to join me. Are you ready to do the work, to learn the skills, to make your life better than before betrayal? If you are, reach out to me. I hope to see you soon. I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic that you'd like to understand more deeply, to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a time to chat with me. I'd love to answer questions for you. See you soon.